everybody and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. Hope you guys are keeping well and safe. You've enjoyed your summer um, and what obviously, well, it's not too long left. And uh, the football season is finally restarting. We're here today for our pre-season and 2021 preview podcast. My name is Dave and alongside me today I've got Mr. Matt Cooper. Matt, how's it going? I'm alright, mate. How are we? You okay? All good, thank you. Good. All good. And we are alongside Mr. Finn Morris. Finn, how's it going? Yeah, all good as well, thank you. Getting by. Bloody hell, I'm having my enthusiastic fuck, mate. Sign some players. Sign some players. No, no, we trust. Well, today, as I said, we're going to be uh, looking ahead to uh, the 2021 season. We're going to be talking about our, the transfers, our thoughts on how the preseason has gone or how we think it's gone uh, so far. Uh, and as always, big thanks to our podcast sponsors at Pitch Football. The Pitch Football app is free to download on the App Store or the Play Store. Uh, you can predict your team for the upcoming Premier League games. You can share your team, share your thoughts on what's going on with your club. And uh, yeah, everything to do with all football fans. You can check it out at uh, the Pitch Football app on the App Store. I think that's what you've got to search, I'm sure. Um, and big thanks to everybody that's shown support on all of our social medias over pre-season, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, YouTube as well. We've seen plenty of new fans, mainly FPL fans as well, asking our opinions on who should be playing and which position should be playing. So I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more as well in today's uh, podcast. Um so, lads, let's start off. I think we're going to start off with transfers because it's been the main talking point uh, recently. Finally, Wolves have got going very slowly, but they've finally done it. Uh, but, Matt, what was your what was your reaction? It took Wolves a hell of a long time to get into the transfer window. And it, I think Wolves fans were getting very, very worried, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it was pant-wetting central, wasn't it, on, on Twitter. I think Wolves were the only club to not sign a first-team player and not to loan, um, to, not to loan one out. Um, and we were just, I mean, even you and I were both saying like, give it, give it till Wednesday the week before, like give it till Thursday it'll come. And then even you and I were like, something's not right here. Something is not right. We've not made a signing yet. We've got so, so many outgoings and rumours of outgoings and not, it went quiet on the old rumours front coming in, but Wolves kind of broke the bank out of nowhere. Well, say out of nowhere, the rumours of Fabio Silva had gone quiet in the past few weeks, but it did come out of nowhere, and it's a it's a massive coup for Wolves. But um, I don't think I know it's ridiculous saying like we shouldn't sign Fabio Silva, but I just feel like perhaps that thirty five million could have probably been invested better at this at this given time without buying a right wing back or a centre half, etc. Um, but needless to say, it's. Um, it's it's certainly an ambitious signing, and you know what? Fair play to Foson to for pulling out the cash. I had someone uh, comment on the video because I was saying fair play to Foson, similar to you spending a bit of money. And this guy goes, "It's not Foson's money; it's Wolves' money." I said, "What what are you talking about?" How does that work then? Yeah, well, I said, "I said, well, yeah, but I said uh, any money we've received, we could hit, they could still pocket." He goes, "It's not it's not Foson's money; it's the money from Costa, Cavalero, and Doc." I said, "Yeah, they could still pocket it though." So it's still Foson's money. Well, the club's still got to operate. It's got operational costs. It's got to pay yeah, wages. Exactly. Got yeah. So yeah, but I yeah, Finn, what what do you think? Obviously, it was quiet. Fabio Silva comes in, big amount of money spent on someone that's you know not not been able to prove it at a top level just yet. You got high hopes for him? Yeah, I'm sort of with you in that sort of in the back of your mind. You sort of thinking it's it's good and all, but was it really necessary? Was it where we needed loads of money being spent? Obviously, it's really looking towards the future, which is very very promising to see. I mean, over the last few weeks, you've seen Foson have lost interest, all that sort of stuff. So, obviously, that's quite reassuring. But I still think there's a lot more uh, pressing matters than I mean, a backup striker. Personally, I was expecting a Oliveira in for a few mil or someone like that. But we've gone mm. young. I really like that sort of mould of learn from Jimenez, and then when his time is is up. He should, fingers crossed, Fabio Silva, if he progresses, as we hope, he will then be the uh, the starting striker for many, many years to come before we sell him for 200 million or whatever. Um, <laughs> he so, certainly fits the mould though, doesn't he, in terms yeah. of like, him and his replacement? There's a picture of him today, you don't realise how tall he is. Like, you he's 6'1", I think. Yeah, 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 he's quite big. He fits the, the mould really for uh, him and his replacement. He can hold the ball up well, he's good if he's back to goal, <clears throat> but he's a lethal finisher as well. Yeah. So, Hopefully, there's a bit of a transitional period in the next two or three years where we're seeing a bit more of Silver, 
and mm. then maybe as Jimenez kind of winds down his career, he's kind of like the passing of the guard. But it's um, it's it's, it's certainly an ambitious signing, and it's not a signing I think they'd make in a in a COVID in the COVID world at the minute. I didn't think they'd be mm. spending thirty five million on a what is at the minute a backup striker. <laughs> Yeah. What what do you think in terms of game time uh, this season, Matt? Can you see Fabio Silva playing lots, or do you think his game time is going to be really, really limited? I don't think it's going to be really, really limited. I feel that Jimenez is probably the first name on the team sheet anyway, um, so he should be. But I think you might see him rested a couple, a couple of more times this season than last. I know we've got less competitions, but. There is, there is more competition for his place now like last season who else is going to come in and do his job and yeah. do his job to a respectable standard there was no one really so I think we'll we'll see a little bit less of Jimenez but not drastically too much more really yeah and I think we could see possibly uh, the introduction of well not the introduction because we play it already but the two stroke formation a lot more I think Jota now has got to be on his A game as well mm. to make sure you know his place is secure and you know he showed that he, he did well in the uh, the international break with Portugal scoring a scoring a goal for them I believe it was his first goal for the the Portugal national team um, but I still feel that with the current situation with Wolves are setting up um, the first couple of games we could see the three in the midfield and two up front so it's a big chance for Fabio Silva to come on and probably get some minutes. Um, and Finn, you'd probably expect with the Carabao Cup games that a couple of these younger players that we're signing are going to get plenty of minutes as well. Yeah, you can just see sort of next week Stoke away, Danny Bath just career ender it's or something. Couldn't you on Fabio Silva? Oh, is it at home? Wherever yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's home. Oh, no, well, make it a little bit <laughs> It less feels like then, away. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah if, bless him. His first game probably going to be against Stoke. Um, so fingers crossed from there that he isn't roughed up but no yeah I can see all the cup competitions I hope we, we really go for them this season as well we've seen in the past Nuno just completely well disrespect them um, especially the League Cup I mean the <laughs> FA Cup we had a pretty good run but I try and um, forget about that as much as possible but yeah I can I can see us going for the Cups and he's going to get a few games there and as you say with the two up front it's not I don't know whether they're too similar as we were saying to work up front together certainly whenever they tried Catrone and him and us up front that really didn't work. I remember Everton away, Man City away, really wanting it to click, and it it just didn't. So uh, hopefully they can find that Jota and Jimenez esque um, understanding. But I don't know whether they're too similar to play up front together. Um, but I guess we'll see. You never really know, do you? It's like Jota and Jimenez have that telepathic sort of knowledge of where each other are, and we'll see if they've they've got that as well. Maybe he just get some with Portuguese people more than Italians. <laughs> I think Jota needs to find that though. Yeah, because he seems to have lost it the past few months. So hopefully. Mm. He was it's so smart. hot, like he was, he was, he was on it though, man. Pre-lockdown, he was, he was unbelievable. Like he was really, really good. He was on form. Mm. Uh, when obviously, he's on it, yeah, unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. But like everyone knows it's in there. Everyone knows he's got the quality because there were people at the start of the season, me included, hoping that he was going to be the Wolves' player of the season. And I remember we did some uh, pre-season predictions, which we'll do again on the socials in the next uh, in the next few days. And there were so many people that said they were thinking that Diogo Jota was going to be player of the season. Um, if he could have carried on that form from before lockdown into uh, into post-lockdown, then he may well have got a few more votes on that. But the fact that he was a lot quieter, he wasn't really hitting his form, um, it was unfortunate. So I think, especially now with a big, big signing, Nuno's going to want to be playing Fabio Silva as much as he can within reason. Uh, because you wouldn't spend that money on him otherwise. Jota has now got to, you know, knuckle down and really, you know, try and um, try and play to the best of his ability. Or otherwise, Fabio Silva is going to be picked a lot more than him. Or if we play in a wide formation, Pedenza Neto are going to be getting more minutes, aren't they? Yeah. There's there's a reason that everyone calls Jota Nuno Sundo. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll find a way of playing him somewhere I'm sure if Patricia goes out with a broken finger then Jota will be getting a call up there so. <laughs> well, yeah, main test for Fabio Silva if he can do it against Stoke City on a Thursday evening cold Thursday evening you know the old cliche if you can't if you can't take Danny Barton who arsehole then you might have to plug him now because <laughs> I think I think a front three of us three would give him problems unlike <laughs> <laughs> the grass yeah. and he does hate Johnson so yeah yeah. yeah. But I am looking forward to that game against um, Stoke because I think it, although you know it's it's obvious that Nuno is going to change it around I think we'll we'll still see it, well it depends really will he go for the players such as Bennett Bonatini Miranda I don't know no but chance. It, yeah it would be interesting to see if the likes of 
Um, obviously, some of the players that we'll talk about a bit more, but Marcel, uh, if he'll play, because I'm, I'm assuming that he's not going to just walk straight into the team. Fabio Silva, Ferreira, who's uh, due to sign soon. So it'll be really, really interesting to see how Nuno does approach that. I think as fans, we'd love to see a bit of silverware. I don't think the Carabao Cup is going to be high up on the list just because of the award this season. I think if it was still the Europa League that to that you'd qualify if you won that, I think it would be high up. Uh, but the fact it's now the UEFA Conference or wherever it is, mm. um, I don't think it's going to be a, a high... It's in a way, though, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose yeah, so. Yeah. Get into them. <laughs> Imagine some of the teams you'll play, though, in that, if it's the UEFA Conference. It's going to be some... Well... Ginobile away. Probably... Yeah, mate, you get some proper ropey away. We'd still play five at the back. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll we'll move on to probably one of the biggest talking points of the transfer window, the sale of Matt uh, Doherty or Doherty. We still don't know. I, I still don't know how to pronounce it because I got told Doherty. off. So, oh, well, that's years. what I'd call him. In. Yeah, yeah. Um, the big big sale. It was it was sort of out of the blue, really. Um, it was reported, I think, midweek, um, and it 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 was done by the Sunday. Um, Matt, this is this was quite a big shock, really. I don't think anybody expected this one. Probably best asking Finn, mate. I'm about to have an opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Finn. We'll pass it I'm to you. Have to, I'm gonna have to find someone else for an agenda now, aren't I? Yeah, Matt, you just take I the just... angle of him costing us. Uh... Costing us Europe, giving Spurs Europe with that the uh, Burnley handball, and then well, get it. I think it was all part of the plan. Handball, didn't they? I think he's not, done it on purpose. Let's not get it twisted. He's done, not done it on purpose. purpose. Mate. Yeah, he knew it was coming. He knew he was going to Spurs. He's like, yeah, give him. But he bottled that, and it's cost us. But <laughs> I still think, despite me being one of his bigger critics in terms of his all-round game and his defensive contributions, I think his attacking output warrants a bigger fee than fifteen million. Yeah, um, mm. but. To be fair, as as the deal unravelled a bit more and it became closer and closer and closer, it made more and more sense. And I don't mm. know why. And I still can't put my finger on it. Especially if Spurs are playing a back four, it's going to be hopeless. So, um, but he's been a great servant to the club. He's been there over ten years. And I take this opportunity to thank him, Finn. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, completely. like how he quickly moved that on, Finn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gritting his teeth. Um, no, but uh, yeah, it's, as, as you say, there's so many points to it that confuse me. One of the best things was was Judas tweet ending up on uh, football images that preceded unfortunate events. Yeah. Like everyone was just like, nah, no way, 15 million. Especially when you look at, I know it's an age thing, but like Villa signing Matty Cash for more when, I mean, Doc's done so much in the Premier League. There's so many things going through my head even now when it's been in so long. I think his stats are favourable because of the position he plays like when you compare him to other right backs it's just not fair because he, d- he didn't play right back he basically played as a, a rock midfielder yeah right? yeah so it's like I think there is a, an element of that and I think if we get in I, I'm confident if we bring in a uh, not worthy replacement but someone that's actually competent not if we're playing a Dharma that sort of out of position uh, but yeah basically Corona that's my agenda basically I'm going to try and fuel with this point um, so just <laughs> let me get I'm just I'm trying to sound a little bit unbiased and then we'll get to the Mexican agenda um, but yeah Corona 20 goals 20 assists next season but we'll get to that um, and he, yeah it's, it was sort of unfair and again in a back four I saw him play for Ireland the other night and they really weren't liking him in a back four then there's that point of them saying that Mourinho sort of played with a asymmetric sort of left back playing as a centre back and let the right back go forward was that just for Serge Aurier because he didn't trust him defensively is he going to give Doc that role <laughs> yeah. like there's so many points it's like if but maybe but at the end of the day it still comes down that we should have got more money for him and it, it just whiffs a little bit of Mendes saying maybe we can get silver over the line or whoever if you just take the hit here so it's, it's the dodgy world of Mendes but yeah we, we've we've had the good side of it more often than not so um, yeah it's just confusing but I'm sort of over it now I've sort of had my grieving period Nuno said though, didn't he, after the Sevilla game, like these players have been here since like day one, like he mm. needs freshening up. I didn't think he'd be the one to go, but no, you know what? So be it. I think, I think in that system you could afford to go and buy someone like Corona, who defensively may not be superb, but offensively can really get forward and link up well with whoever else is playing on the right. I think that's more important because. If Bolly's playing right centre half, I've got faith in Bolly to kind of be on the cover if he, if he's exposed because it's usually the case that when we are defending, the, the, the opposition's wide players are, are going against our, our centre half rather than our wing back. So I think, like you said, he's not really a right back. He, he's playing right midfield. So I think identifying someone to go and play there 
should be a bit easier because you haven't got a fit like you've got to be great defensively you've got to be great offensively so yeah. I mean Maitland Niles would have been perfect he but would. he really would have been perfect I really like him but he's no. there's no way he leaves now there's no way he leaves Arsenal no I think the only, well the only way Wolves will have any chances if it's three or four games into the season and he's not broken in but I with his performances of late under Arteta, I'd assume he's going to be a starter. So, um, Bellerin might be going to PSG. Yeah, exactly. Or so. Forest Green. <laughs> I saw yeah. that as well. <laughs> he's better than Bellerin anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's one. Obviously, Doc. Uh, well, my my thoughts on it was, you know, I'm disappointed about the fee. Um, if you told me at the start of the transfer window, he's going to be one of the players they were looking to move on. I wouldn't have been devastated, um, only because I think there are players that we can get there that are better, but not for that value. I, I would have valued Docker a lot more. Um, there were a lot of people upset about it, but if you asked any of those people, name me three players you'd remove from the starting eleven, it would probably be Doc, Sace, and probably Cody long term. Mm. Um, so, you know, the fact that Wolves haven't replaced him yet still, I'm sure, worries a few of us. Um, but obviously there's still a few weeks left and I think for the opening couple of weeks Adama will probably do a job but that'll be a com- uh, a conversation for later in the podcast um, next signing that was announced uh, Mateo Sarkic I'm joking we won't talk about him don't worry um, Mar- Marcel from Lyon uh, Matt again this was a re- like Fabio Silva which was and there wasn't really any concrete links for me that I would have trusted before before Saturday, and it happened Saturday. Saturday evening, the Marcel links came about. It wasn't confirmed until Sunday, and it was announced on Sunday. Um, Foson doing their business quickly, efficiently, and quietly. Um, what, do, what, do, what do you reckon about uh, Marcel, anyway? Bit of experience for a change? He looks hard as nails. Mm. He looks wouldn't, Yeah, you wouldn't want to cross solid. him in the street, would you? No. Yeah. Um disciplinary records like speaks for itself but I don't know I kind of want a bit of a bastard in the team like yeah. we are an aggressive side and I think we need that uh, maybe not as aggressive as he is but <laughs> I think I think for the money what 1.5 million pound mm-hmm. to get someone I know he's like 31 but to get someone who's just played in the Champions League semi-final and, and has done comfortably well to get him for that price on a two year deal in a position, you can play two positions. I, I just think it's a great bit of business, and it, it's it's actually risk free. You know, I mean, you're not gonna, probably not going to make a profit on him now, but it doesn't matter because he's I not going to be I on a shit yeah. ton of money either. He'll see you see you'll see his contract out at Wolves, I assume. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's a great bit of business. I really do, and no one saw it coming. And I think it just kind of proves that. I mean, no one in England really has got a grip on Wolverhampton Wanderers' transfer business. It's uh, it's usually just sources abroad who are closer to the club we're buying off. Yeah. No one, no one's got it right. It's just, it's just guessing. Especially, especially like not the English journals. The English journals. Nah, yeah. Haven't got a Scooby, so I think it just shows that Wolves are kind of doing the business in the shadows. But I don't know. That's I still, I still do think it's a, it's a, it's a good, good piece of business. What are your thoughts on it, Finn? Well, I've seen him play once or twice, and I, I sort of it went through my mind with Leon playing in, in a back three that there's not many left centre backs about, uh, left footed centre backs that is, um, and it works quite well. And as you say, just having having some players that just aren't very nice, like the less scary to look at. We haven't got many of them. I mean, if that left side, if you have got him at wing back and Sace at left centre back, I don't think there's going to be many <laughs> right wingers relishing that one. Going to be a lot of bands in there as well. There were yellow cards, yeah, but, yeah. Um, to, to be carded double. <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, I think it's yeah, just clever, solid piece of business, um, and I think I'm going to be more confident with him at left centre back. To be honest, from what I've seen and what I've heard as well, um, he wasn't yeah. the greatest at left back, let alone left wing back. But I think, to be honest, Wolves as well, we're used to the system. Even if he does that, the attacking outlets of the wing backs more came down the right. I know my slight sort of Johnny attacking agenda. I think he's superb defensively. So if Marcel sort of turns out to be like that, very solid defensively and doesn't really go forward as a wing back, then we're not, we're sort of used to that. So it's not the end of the world in either position. I think Nuno likes players that can play in, in various positions. So he ticks every box, really experienced. And I think the Brazilian thing as well, I think we've seen as a theme through this window. I'd never really thought of it, but helping them settle in foreign players when you've got Portuguese speaking people everywhere. I think the Brazilians isn't really, apart from Bonatini, an avenue that we've really explored. And obviously with Tellers 
due to sign every day or whatever. Um, Pepe <laughs> as well. It seems to be an avenue that we're going down. So hopefully there's a few more um, coming in. But I like it. Good piece of business. Clever all round. If, ticks all the boxes. If Johnny wasn't crocked, I wouldn't have. E- I wouldn't have even signed a um, a right wing back. I'd have put. I'd have put Johnny on the right and then yeah. brought a left wing back. Because I think Johnny, considering he's like inverted on that side, does a fantastic job of getting forward. I think he's really, really improved his game. But imagine if it was a bit more natural, where he could probably get to Just the ball cross, line. And, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think if we had a, a bit more balance in the wing back positions, brought in a really good left wing back, do a job, someone at right wing back for until Johnny comes back. That's if Johnny comes back the same player because it's a nasty injury. Yeah, then yeah. I think that would probably be better. But I think it'd probably have to be Adama rather than like Oscar Burr or Sanderson. But yeah, it's 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 a good piece of business, but. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Alex Telles come through the door. I'll tell you that. Or their other fullback. That's the one we're missing. Yeah, best of best. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, we're recording this on Wednesday evening, the ninth. Um, Ferreira is uh, is due to sign in the next day or so, so that will probably be announced by the time you guys are listening to this one as well. Estevez, I've heard, is you know he's one of the ones as well that is meant to be pretty close. Um, and then there's very soft links with Tellers and uh, Corona at the moment. Um, Jesus, that is. It, it will be. It will. It is a mass raid on Porto. Matt, if you was a if if any club came and took three of Wolves' first team players and two or three of our hot prospects, you wouldn't know how to react, would you? It's weird that I mean Porto have won the Champions League in the last fifteen years. <laughs> Yet we're coming and pretty much asset stripping. And we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have Mendes. Yeah. But uh, if you're a Porto fan, you're absolutely raging, aren't you? I mean, mm. if Telesh goes anyway, I don't think he'll come to Wolves, but probably top five left-backs in the world. Fabio Silva's touted as, as being as, as good as Cristiano Ronaldo if he fulfills his potential. You've got Estevaz, who's highly rated as a, as a right-back. Corona, who's been the player of the season. And then you've got the, the fella in, in the middle of the park whose name escapes me, who's, who was in... Apparently instruments, yeah, yeah. yeah who's, who's, who's a real top talent? So you're looking at that, thinking we're going to end up here with just Vincent Abubakar up top again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can understand their frustrations completely, but I think it's, I think it shows like a meteoric change in Wolves growing as a club and Porto not shrinking, but just financially not being able to compete with clubs like Wolves, which is mental. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely the, sta- the financial state how- in the Portuguese league is just yeah. is ridiculous. Um, I you look, I know a lot of people were um, talking about the Fabio Silva deal and how much it was, uh, but all it needed was one. Everyone knew how much potential he had. All it needed was one season of him knocking fifteen, twenty goals in next season in the mm. Portuguese league, which I think he's easily capable of. Um, João Felix did the same, and what? How much did he go to Atleti for? About one hundred twenty million, yeah. something like that. You know, after one, yeah. one really good season, you know, Wolves were linked with him six months before, and then you know he went for one hundred and twenty million. So I think that shows the Portuguese league is still very um, well thought of, and everyone knows his talent there. You know, you saw Bruno Fernandes, who was he was playing for probably not even the top two in that league, um, and, and yeah, and he and he got a move to Manchester United and arguably one of the best and most influential players played, since January as well. He played in Italy, didn't he, Fernandez before? Yeah. Yeah, for I a little while, played, yeah. Yeah, and like he didn't really pull any trees up and he went to the Portuguese league and, and did and did bits. Listen, there's some cracking players in that league. There's some really, really good players, but there's probably there's probably teams in the Portuguese league, like mid table, who are probably better than some of the teams that we've got down the bottom. If you look at the shine of shite that's in the Premier League. <laughs> I mean, Bra- Braga. Braga, yeah. We we play. We looked at Braga and thought, piece of piss. We'll 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 run them out of town. Twice, almost. They, yeah, they yeah. played us off the park both games. Mm. <laughs> so there were some really good teams in there. So, so yeah, I think people look at the Portuguese league and think it, as as most European leagues is you got two th- teams that are decent, and then you got the rest of it. it's a farmers league. But I think it's a little bit naive to think that. Ah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um. Before we move on, we'll quickly look at the outs. Um, Bruno Jordao, he's gone to uh, Family Sao on loan. Uh, Sarkic as well, who came through the door, has gone out to Shrewsbury Town on loan. Obviously, Doc's gone, who we talked about. Morgan Gibbs-White as well, um, with a loan move out to Swansea. <laughs> I saw a tweet from a Swansea fan. 
Yeah. Um, and it was like Morgan Gibbs White. Um, was it like all vibes and and drip or something like that? No football no, in the yeah. dead sea. I was like, God. <laughs> Is that what they're saying game. already? Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. They went out, oh didn't they, in the first round of the Carabao? So it's been a big... So first friendly, had a good game, and then, yeah, it turns out... I got a feeling he missed a penalty or something, did he? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I might be completely I wrong there. I, I don't think it, it was. It was something like that, though. Wasn't it Finn, that tweet? Yeah, it was or, definitely it was something like that. All drip, all vibes, no ability, or something like that. Some, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but... Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, but it's, it's a perfect move for him. He's got to, to grab that with both hands. I know... Um, like with Steve Cooper being there, his under seventeen England manager, and like giving that free um, role, and in a, a lower league as well. So he should, if he if he's not doing it there, then loaning him out to League One, League Two clubs, you may as well just get rid full stop. Really, so it's a it's a big if, one for him. If he me. doesn't pull trees up at Swansea, he's finished at Wolves. Yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, it's, it's a big campaign. From I know there's a couple of questions about him at the end of the or later on in the podcast, so uh, we'll talk about that a bit more in a, in a bit. Yeah. Um, Grasshopper Zurich as well. The the partnership has seemed to blossom in there. Renat Dadasov and Connor Rona have gone out on loan there. Uh, there's another one as well. Uh, Totties he called the guy that came from Portugal and he was loaned Gomez. straight out there as well. Um, Tete, yeah, Teti Gomez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was Totti and they spelt it differently yeah, on every article. Totti Gomez, yeah. Um, again, that's that's a weird signing. Um, so I think he's of a half deep. He's about twenty, and he's barely broken into the Estoril team, who I'm sure was second division in Portugal. <laughs> so I don't know it's if that's so one of the old favours again. Like remember so Flavio uh, Flavio Cristobal last Christo- season? Yeah. <laughs> Nuno's godson, so... who played, he somehow played a first team match as well against Villa. It's, I remember, so I remember someone said, "Oh, he looked, he looked good though that game." So mate, he played five minutes and he touched the ball once. I think that was mm-hmm. Ashley Nixon who said that to me. Yeah, I like, think it was just like? because um, just because no one else was thinking it. I think Nixon thought he'd jump on the Christopher bandwagon, but it's so it's so. Is that thing the Christopher bandwagon? <laughs> well, there's only Ash on there, I think. <laughs> uh, but it, it is so like bento. We get all these players in, they don't make a first team appearance, and they go elsewhere. Like surely mm. that we're not signing them for like potential. We're just doing someone a favour. But like grasshoppers, it's. I mean, it's not on the same kind of scale as Porto, but it's a historic club. And we're I just think it's a good team as well, yeah. All our shite out to Grasshoppers. <laughs> I bet they're thinking, what is going on here? Like, a big historic club like this, and we're getting, like, Bilston Wanderers. Like, I mean, I mean, he's probably doing, like, people like Dadashov a bit of a disrespect, but I don't know. Like, I don't know how I'd feel if I was, like, a Grasshoppers fan and I was seeing, like, all these kind of under-23s coming over. Yeah. Yeah, and Conor Rona as well, who had a big, he had a, a decent season at Blackpool, and um, getting a bit of a, you know, uh, a move to Switzerland. But he's never going to yeah, play for Wolves, is he? He's never disappointing ever that play is. For I really thought there was something that I mean, he never really had a chance to prove it. As he really, I thought he was really good in that one Nuno game at Man City, but yeah, mm. it's been at the level he's been at. He was really good in Slovakia, but it's Slovakia, and yeah, it's a shame. He's got to be kicking on like 34 now as well. I'm not having that. He's like 21. <laughs> he's, he's been around Still for it like absolutely <laughs> years. But I wish I wish him all the best. I want to see how Dadashov gets on because I know Dadashov is actually quite highly rated hmm. within the club. So it could be a big year for him. I don't think he's going to come and pull many trees up for walls. But, you know, it might Tifo be a really football. good signing for a championship. Did a big thing on him. I saw recently. Yeah, They're saying instead of a yeah, signing yeah. a backup striker, use him. I was like, oh, okay. I think that's just... Tifo being Tifo though I think it's just so indie isn't it and so like left field um, but yeah I, I wish I wish them all the best and listen if they get game time it's superb for them and then the only other uh, low move out was Will Norris which is a bit of a weird one I thought you know what I know it was permanent wasn't permanent, it actually to yeah. Burnley yeah yeah it's a bit of a weird one I want one. his agent I'd have yeah. move that is for him. I know it's a crazy move that is I don't understand the thinking though he's not going to get ahead of Nick Pope you know, I'd assume maybe he's going to be backup goalkeeper next season, but he didn't really got that peacock cut it. Yeah, they've got one from Leeds, haven't they? The Irish one. Yeah, Peacock Farrell, who's equally shit, so... Um, <laughs> he, Will Norris is better than him. Will Norris is better than Peacock Farrell. But yeah, I'd say so as well. I don't well. know. I mean, uh, Brian Bennett commented on Will Norris's Instagram, didn't he, saying, bloody hell, can you get me a move as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, that. so it's, a, it's a great move for him. I... 
when he played against Man City in the Carabao, I was like, wow, this kid, he's unreal. Mm. Yeah. And then you saw him against Sunderland at the stadium a lot, you think, hmm, maybe not. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant move for him. Fair play. He's not going to dispossess Nick Pope, but hopefully he can make a bit of a name for himself, hopefully. Yeah, and uh, before we finish on the whole transfer front, Matt, going into the new season, um, what positions do you think are still key now between now and the end of the transfer window that Wolves really need to strengthen? Right wing back, central midfielder. I think we might need another one, but not as important as the right wing back position, the left wing back position and a centre half. I think we need three bodies through the door still. Really so do. Which, what position do you think? A centre... A right wing so back, a right wing back, yeah, or a left wing back, and switch Johnny to the right wing. So who would you play right wing back in the meantime, though? Adama. Until Jan, yeah. until Johnny's back. Well, yeah, I mean it's sort of start of September now, so I reckon three months of Adama at right wing back. I think he'd probably fill in. I'm I'm saying this as if Alex Teller she's coming in. By the way, if it's some piss pot left wing back, then absolutely not. But if it's if it's if it's Alex Teller, then absolutely. I said it on Twitter, mate. I played right wing back for Wolves at Molyneux before. I'll do it again happily. But um, I think I think a left centre half and a right wing back is kind of paramount, really. Um, but we don't know if Finagra's going to go either, do we? So. Yeah, well, I saw a report today that Porto, they don't think they're going to be able to muster up the funds to, to afford him anyway. But surely, you you know, if you get Tellers, if you know there's a yeah, possibility, you'd deal. probably include him in some sort of swap deal for him. God, imagine you being Porto and losing Tellers for Vinagre. The thing is, though, right, I think Vinagre, with how, how they can attack in that league, yeah. I think Vinagre would do really well there. And again, I think they make some serious money on him in the next couple of years. But... We'll Again, Wolves we'll fans see. just seem to be really upset um, about that. But I just, I think he's had long nah. enough to almost prove himself, hasn't he? He's not developed as we thought he would. He looked class in the first season we had him, and yeah. then he's just kind of he's improved, but not enough to kind of warrant turning down a ten million pound bid. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because yeah. I mean, he could improve a bit more, but I think I've seen enough of him now to realise that he's not going to be a world beater. So. I'd, pro- I'd probably accept more than ten. I'd probably want a bit more than ten million pounds, if I'm honest. But I can ten million with a fat sell on. Mm. Yeah, but there's got to be a, a replacement there, such as Alex Tellis. But I, 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 mean, I don't think we, I could trust that. Uh, no, I've not seen him play there, but that Marcel just didn't strike me as a left wing back that I'd like to see at Wolves because I just don't think he'd be quick and as attacking as I would no. want to see as a fan. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe even Regulon if he fancies swapping Madrid for uh, for Wolverhampton. I really like Regulon, but I think and they only want twenty five million for him. But I think it's Champions crazy. League clubs clubs will be queuing up at the door for him. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's there's but a difference between us having a bid accepted and him actually joining. Yeah. Well, apparently we don't need European football to attract players anyway, so it should be sound. Yeah. <laughs> it looks that way. It looks that yeah. way. Uh, Finn, what about you? Is there any key areas that you think Wolves need to strengthen before the, the window shuts? Um, well, obviously, right wing back and there's only one man for the job. Um, <laughs> and then it's it sort of... It, I don't important. know whether we need one wing back or two. It's weird with the Johnny sort of coming back and then you could play him on both sides. I don't, would one wing back, would, would we all be happy? But apart from that, yeah, centre-half. And I mean, this kid is... High, more highly rated than I thought he was going to be this um this lone one. So whether we're all right there, I mean you've got four centre mids, but then is it going to be for three spaces or two? Maybe you will need another one just in case, but I, maybe not. With Nuno, sort of we don't like anyone on the sidelines being unhappy. So probably centre half and a wing back either side. Maybe one that could play both. Um, maybe there's a certain Mexican that can do that. Um, so basically him <laughs> and a centre half, and I'll be I'll be I'll yeah I'll be fine with that. I I'm going to make a bit of a bold prediction here. And it's going to get clipped up. But I think if we sign Pepe from Gremio, I think we might see one of the wide players go. Uh, I, I think the same, to be honest. I think Adama will go if, if Pepe leaves. If Pepe comes so, in. So what if they got, I, I, or if they got Pepe, Corona and a centre-half and Adama got sold, would you be happy? Well, I'll just set up wherever he Why do you guys goes. want a centre-half, by the way? I want Tadebo. Because Sace's pant... Well, 
Yeah, just but the, not... isn't that Marcel? I, I think he's been signed nah. to play left and right. Get him on the. He's a cover player. I'm mm, not convinced right. about Tadebo either, or Tabido, whoever, however you say it. Brian Badonde. B day. <laughs> but I think if, say, if Adama went to someone like Juventus, then we'd just set up talking Juventus, wouldn't we? <laughs> I think we'd have to. I think we'd have to because there's no way I'm going to be following Wolverhampton, yeah. Wolverhampton Wolverhampton about Adama being involved. What's so, talking in Italian? So <laughs> what, that, you, what are you saying? What are you saying, Finn? If we sign Corona, Telesh, and a centre half, would you be happy to let? No, I said. Well, I said Corona, Pepe. But what would you? What would we have to do for you to not be furious that Adama's gone? If someone came in and was like. After the 70 75 million for Adama, and we reinvested all of that, mm. then I'd have no complaints whatsoever. If we sold him for 75 million and then buy, I don't know, someone from like Family Cow on loan for the season, then I'd be yeah. fuming. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what I think we'd probably do. But it is weird that these Pepe links, which are pretty, pretty concrete, that Wolves have had a bid rejected for 15 million. Like, where does he fit in? Yeah. Left wing just back put, maybe. Seems to be a jack of all trades, doesn't he? Just plays all over the place, which is I, 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 ideal. I, I said in the last podcast, I wanted, especially after the game against Sevilla, I wanted to see Wolves set up the same way, but attack a lot more. We're too, mm. we're too cautious in those last few games, and I think if you can get two wing backs like Corona, like Adama who could play there, and then a, like Vinagre or someone like that as well, I think that Pepe would slot in quite well there. I think, I think if Pepe comes in. I reckon Adama or Pedence would go. I really do. Maybe Pedence on loan or something. Yeah, yeah. It would something be interesting. We can uh, we can start Parlando Juve. That's talking in Italian. I was just looking at that as well. <laughs> Parlando Juve. Piemonte, wherever you, you call it. Oh yeah, Piemonte, Parlando Piemonte. Nice. Oh yes. Sounds sounds good to me. Trademarked. <laughs> no one else take it. Um, right, let's. Let's go into some questions then. Um, we're gonna. Well, actually, before we do that, big up to all the players that got called up for international duty, especially, finally, Mr. Connor Cody. Um, it was a. It was a bit of a split in the fan base whether he should ever be called up for England. I think it was fairly obvious, you know, if, if Gareth Southgate was ever going to play a back three, Connor probably should get a nod. And finally, he did. It was a replacement, but we still saw Connor Cody put on the England shirt. And the first Wolves player to do so since uh, Matt Jarvis and the first Wolves player to get a start for England since Steve Ball. Matt, that is a massive achievement for Wolves and Connor Cody. Well, he's a top, top player. He really, really is. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know how he played. Um, he was good, but the game, the actual game was I heard that. Dreadful. I mean, Southgate's was useless anyway, but for him to get that call up and for Southgate to show faith in him when... You've got players like Grealish, and I know splits opinion, but has had a good season for Villa, and he's just go, you know, he he's just not picking him under any circumstance, you know, how how he has been just got proper rejected it for him to get the call up, and for England to actually change shape to accommodate him, which is what's happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's marvelous, and he has his critics as a footballer, but as you and I and, and Finn knows, as as a person, he's 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 a fantastic human being, and I'm I'm made up for him and his family because they're all. I mean, even like Harrison on Twitter and stuff, speaking now and again, like it's just, they're just a lovely family, a lovely bunch of people. So, I am I am so pleased for him, and I hope he kicks on. And Southgate was so complimentary of him last night. You know, the journalist asked a question about Jack Grealish and he got the answer. Connor Cody was fantastic. So, yeah. I Southgate was hate Grealish. But, yeah, made up for him. And I hope he kind of brings his game on as well. He said that all these players in training are world class. So, hopefully, it improves him too. I think I think it's a, like, the way Southgate spoke about him, I think Cody's going to become a regular to be picked by England. I think it's obvious now to come across on all his interviews. He's been getting loads of media coverage as well with just how he's spoken. Um, and even if Southgate doesn't decide to play a five at the back, because if I'm honest, I don't watch a lot of England, but when I watched it yesterday, it just seems like England didn't quite have the players to, to make that work yesterday. Um, maybe because he's playing a back five and two defensive midfielders. Um, but... I think he's going to get picked even if England are going to start playing the back four. Yes, he might not play, 
Um, but I think he's always going to have take Cody for that option. And he was very, very good yesterday. Didn't have a huge amount to do, but what he did, he did pretty uh, efficiently. Finn, I don't know if you caught much of the game, what you thought of Cody's uh, performance. Yeah, I tried my best to keep my eyes open. It was, it, it wasn't him. It, it was a, the formation was right, but the the players that he played in there, like with with Dyer on the left, I know they picked up at half time. Was just it screamed to even like a Tyro Mings, a left foot centre half, and then two DMs as well. It was like sort of prime late Europa Wolves, where it was just sitting against a, a, a lower, I suppose, severe better than Denmark. But it just it, it was so uninspiring. But Cody in his job, I thought as well with a lot of shouting. I mean, Kane's the captain, but. I, they showed in the All or Nothing documentary, Kane isn't really a, a vocal leader, he's more of a lead by he's example. He's a shouter, is he? Um, so having that shouter in there, loads of people picked up on him. I mean, people that hadn't really watched Wolves a lot before were going, God, Cody's loud. It's like, yeah, have you not watched a, a single one of our games? That's all it is, his main thing. But um, I thought he did well. It was a shame that the game was, was so, so boring. But he's a defender, he kept a clean sheet and he, he played a lot of nice passes. So I can't really see us with the players that England have got. I can't see us playing that long-term and if they do, they've got to get some more uh, creativity in that midfield. It was just painful watching two DMs with five at the back as well. And then like a right-footed left wing back as well. But as for Cody, I thought he did really well. As you say, uh, Southgate picked him out even when asked about other players. So it's promising. I think he's got to be in the squad to give you that option if you ever need the five at the back. Maybe when you're holding a lead, when you've started with a four or something. It gives the flexibility. And in a three, yeah, he's got to be in there if, if we ever play a three. And it was... Just amazing to see, as you say, like Steve Ball, the last player to start. That's such a long, long time ago that it's just crazy to have a, a Wolves player in there. Let's face it, he's probably going to be the only Wolves player to start an England game for a, for a while as well. <laughs> yeah. We haven't got any yeah. English players. <laughs> yeah. We're any good. No, the, Ryan the, um, sorry. No, no. It's a move I was going to say, even Steve Ball got a mention on the coverage yesterday as well. After the Yeah, game. Gary Neville dropped so, <laughs> Gary Neville dropped to Steve Ball. Yeah, so love, good to hear. And obviously, fair play to him. Obviously, like mentioned earlier, Jota scoring as well. I don't mean Patricio played across the international break. Uh, Anthony Looks Lopez, like, who's been like absent. He's out of it, doesn't it? Well, the thing is, Anthony Lopez sort of almost pulled out the last number of years because Patricio was number one. But now, with him being a Champions League semi finalist, Interesting that he got the yeah. nod on both games. Um, I know Neves had limited minutes as well. So uh, hopefully they'll be all fresh, fit and, and ready. A little bit annoying. Uh, I think the, the actual international break is probably the worst timing possible. It's given Wolves a pre-season of about four days, um, which is frustrating. And, you know, it's one of them really. But... Um, Fingers crossed, uh, we'll 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 hit the ground running in the season, right? We're going to move on to the questions now. Anyway, uh, we'll start off the tw- uh, let's go Facebook questions first. Uh, Miles Russell says, "Do you think we have enough going into next season with the additions we have made to finish in that solid seventh position again, or do you feel it's going to be a lot more difficult this time due to other teams' reinforcements?" Uh, Matt, we'll start for you. I think it is going to be really, really difficult. Um... I'm happy with the business so far, but there's still a lot to be done. There's lots yeah. of clubs around us who are strengthening and have done their business early, which caused a lot of panic. But I mean, look at Everton. I'm going to sign Tamori, sign Decore, James Rodriguez, Alan. That's a completely mm-hmm. new midfield, which is arguably an upgrade on every single one of their players because Davis is shit, Sigurdsson shit, and and Andre <laughs> Gomes is just it's just a bit passive. So I think. You look at teams like Everton who have, have made some great signings and you've got clubs like Chelsea and Arsenal who have improved and Spurs I think will be a different team with Mourinho having a pre-season and um, so obviously City are going to do well, Liverpool. It's it's going to be really, really tough. I think I think Leicester might struggle a little bit which might give us a bit of hope but which is why we're saying we, we still need two or three more players to have a really good go of of qualifying for Europa League or Champions League, but probably the Europa League. Yeah, I think I think we all all of us want to see us push for for those European spots. But I think you know what, for the two of the top six to have a night, well, two your traditional top six to have an mm-hmm. off season is going to be very unlikely again, uh, like we saw last season. Uh, you have still got the Leicester, but obviously with them being in Europe, they might find it a little bit difficult because they haven't really strengthened a huge amount. Um, you look at the, the the likes of Everton, like you say, who have strengthened. 
I think there's going to be a couple of decent surprises in there as well. So it is going to be another tough season. Um, Finn, what, what do you reckon? Wolves have obviously kept hold of all of their key players, really, other than Doc. Do you think we're mm. still in a position to get top seven again? Yeah, I think it's something I remember talking to Matt about towards the end of the season that we're never going to push into those those top six places consistently with a goal difference of where we had basically close to zero. And I'm, I'm very happy with the attacking options that we've got at the moment, but I think it was more attack-minded players from further behind. You sort of We knew the problems in, in midfield, where it was looking quite static, not many agile, creative players in there. And from wing-back as well, more attacking options. So I think that's where we need to progress. You could arguably say we've sold our most attacking wing-back and bought in one on the other side that's more defensive. So in that sense, not too confident. You've got teams above, um, sort of getting further away. Chelsea were in touching distance the whole time. Uh, and now, obviously, with their signings, they've gone so much further ahead I mean they could have a nightmare but realistically they're going to do much better Man United were much better second half of the season and then as you say Everton's I've, I even fancy teams like Southampton to have a good season this season Yeah, definitely. so, so it's worrying um, but we, last season everyone was saying oh, we'll, we'll do well to get top half and we, we pulled it out of the bag I think Spurs are maybe one to, to have a wobble just because I saw their um, they're running at the start. It's like eight games in 18 days or whatever. It's ridiculous at the start. So if they get off to a bad start, um, and maybe there's some some blood to be uh, to be what's the thing? What's the sentence? Blood to be smelt there. That's the one. Um, but what is it? What is it when a shark in the, smells blood? I don't know. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Go on. Yeah, they might not be that good. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can do another season of seeing us like sit on our own 18 yard boxer. It's just boring mm. shit football. When we actually have a go at teams, we're good to watch. Ironically, like, that Tottenham so... game. Do you remember that one where we lost, but we were unbelievable? It's like it's just yeah, it was a great game. That. That was... yeah. Maybe that's why we don't do it because we lost. Yeah, and then we'll like <laughs> sit back against teams, and I get that you've got to change it for like the bigger sides, and like we got a good away win at City from sitting back, but. I don't know. It's balls a lot. Like I mean, when we like sit back, especially like well, the first half. So like, you the thing is, right, the first half off. The thing is, we drew a lot of games last year, and I said to you that a couple of weeks ago, Matt. Like, mm. I want us to see us attack more. We might lose some more games, but we might win some more games some more. by doing it. And if you get the safer argument, say we got four draws last last season. If we attacked in all four of those games, yeah, we might have lost two, but we could have won two. And we would have still been two points better off than if we than four draws. So I think we do have to, and that's why the whole wing back situation is going to intrigue me and how we're going to play and how we're going to set up. Um, I think you know the early test of Sheffield United, who showed that were pretty sound last year, uh, but weren't maybe so good going forward. It'll be interesting. They've got a new goalkeeper in there as well now. So I think Wolves have got to really try and test Sheffield United. Both games last season were very, very close. Obviously, they nicked um, uh, the win against us after lockdown. I'm hoping this time round we can, you know, go at them and and, I, and see what we can do. I didn't realise how much Aaron Ramsdale looks like, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually scary. In my FPL goal. Until someone like, point, <laughs> pointed it out to me, I was like, Jesus Christ. He's got them same like lipstick, rubber lips. <laughs> everyone seems to think that I wear lipstick every on podcast without fail yeah. <laughs> don't get it yeah. uh, next question is from Josh Cox he said what are our views on the potential third kit is it going to be nation themed again I mean none of us really know do we really what like colour would you uh, like to, what would you if you could pick to be fair I didn't uh, I'd, I'd like an all black one yeah. but to be fair I didn't I didn't dislike the the obviously Portugal mock-up that mm. the fan cast did on their Twitter—they actually looked alright. Can't be that, surely. The main—the main thing was though with that they removed the weird M on the Mambits uh, sponsor. I think that's why it looks so good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I don't not, think it will be that. Um, I want it to be like absolutely dreadful, but worse than the away kit we've got now. <laughs> why? Want it to be like, I, I don't know because that's what I like. Like the, that away kit has really grown on me because it's so shit. So I think if we can go like one more and have it from like you thought this was bad, yeah. Just pure like dead plain man, a pure black kit, right? Black towel, white spots, everything. Yeah, yeah, black towel would be unbelievable. But I, I think black towel, just records. the just the two wolf eyes, just like big. Oh yeah. And then the added acid, oh, oh that would be lovely. Glow in the dark. That or a, I would like a red or yeah or a black towel would be lovely. How about black and green, like electric green? 
Like, wasn't that like the 06 Chaucer kit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was modern, oh, man. I thought you meant the money the, the money shop one, that Lambert era. Yeah. That was horrific. <laughs> nah, the Chaucer one. Yeah. I used to I love the navy blue one with, like, the orange. Like, the orange hair. It had Chaucer on the front. Oh, yeah. Navy blue and orange. Oh, that was, like, Lescott. Lescott times. No, I don't think so. Like, Andy Keogh, Michael Keitler. Yeah, that's why I remembered Keogh. Really. That's what I thought. You didn't Maybe. remember it. I'm thinking about a different one, though. Uh, anyway Um, next question is off Harry Mansell Um, I I don't know what he's on about congratulations by the way Harry congrats congrats, Harry Uh, how does Dave feel that most of the local journalists get their info off his research (laughs) talking walls (laughs) well I take it from Portuguese outlets Harry so it doesn't it's not really my research Um, how many sources within the club do you actually think uh, there are and how private Fosun are I think there's very, very little. I think the local journalists, like we alluded to earlier, don't know much at all until it's pretty close. Um, I know that, obviously, we report anything that we see that's fairly reputable, but I think think because, like, journalists who are actually journalists have to report, like, concrete stuff. So that's probably why, but that just shows, like, how little concrete stuff there is. But there's not been... I don't think there's been one rumour that we haven't picked up on that hasn't come true. I mean, there's obviously plenty of rumours that we've picked up on that haven't come true, but I think every signing that we've made, we've probably reported previously. Yeah, Radio uh, Silver, but uh, probably I think we've put something about him previously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, we we posted about it earlier in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's never been all oh, we've signed a player. Let me quickly no. tweet about it. Yeah. There definitely are people the in case. the in the club. There's at least one. I remember. I think it was this week's um, Molyneux View. Tim Spears was saying as soon as he heard about the Doherty news, he said he rang someone. So there's got to be there's someone in Wolves that will will be dealing with that to answer the yeah. the initial question. There'll be question, a press but, officer that will give certain yeah. information, but I think a lot of a lot of the information will only be given out. If it's not true, when you've got players and, and agents trying to get Wolves involved to bump the price for another club, yeah, that's when so Wolves annoying. will be like, no, we're not interested because they're not going to be taken for a bargaining tool. But I think if stuff is m- more true, then the club are pretty cool in it. They're, they're happy to reject stuff, but not happy to confirm stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, when we interviewed Tim Nash a couple of years ago, he said that there was a time right where... I can't remember the exact what exactly happened. He found out by a club source that was a bit of news. It was during McCarthy, McCarthy time, and Tim Nash reported on it in the Express and Star on the Saturday. It was quite internal, the news. And on the Monday morning, Mick McCarthy called him saying, can you come down to the training ground, please? And Mick McCarthy was grilling him, saying, like, who's told you this news? Who's the mole? Like, who's told you? Tim Nash obviously didn't say anything because he'd lose his club source then. So, uh, but they are pretty. Obviously, they're a lot stricter now, and I'm sure folks will be upset when there was pictures like Marcel on the pitch, yeah, that were were leaked before it was actually announced <laughs> and stuff like that. And you know, but the one I can't get married around is why Fabio Silva was out publicly at a dinner before he was signed with Jeff yeah. Shee. Especially with or, unless like unless that. Jeff Shee, yeah, unless Jeff Shee thought he was like people wouldn't recognise him. It would have been a done deal by then anyway. So yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, Andy Taylor he says we all know Nuno likes to work uh, likes a small squad to work with with Nuno saying in the January window and after the Sevilla game that we need more players to help what do we think of the current size of squad where we need players and our thoughts on how many we need to bring in before the window closes I mean we, we touched on that very very quickly but do you think the Matt do you think the squad size is good enough at the moment or do you think you know it needs to be bolstered a bit more with no more outgoings we need three including um, the fella coming from Porto Vitina Vitina Ferreira uh, Vitor Ferreira is it <laughs> Vitor Ferreira yeah, Vitina yeah, Vitina yeah. that's what I was looking for so I three think players with, with him, him so no two, more going yeah. out yeah. yeah what do you reckon Finn you just need like we can't be going into a season going oh well, maybe he can fill in at right wing but you need we need players in every position, which we haven't quite. We've got players that can awkwardly fit there or under twenty three. So I don't think that's too much to ask to to have a natural player in every position. So yes, yeah, so same as what Matt's saying. That's a that's a good number I think to go into season with. Because Nuno said as well as saying play and players, he also mentioned about the refresh and stuff like that. And we've mm. kind of done that with it, with a few. So 
Yeah, well, I'd say, you know what, goalkeeper, you sorted. Yeah. Uh, strikers, you're okay. Wingers, you're okay. Um, midfielders, I I think you're okay once uh, Vitor comes in. Um, left wing back could possibly do with a player. And right wing back, obviously, you do need some numbers as well. So I think yeah. Yeah, I'd probably agree uh, with that as well. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in the next couple of weeks with that anyway. Um, we move on to Twitter now for the questions. Um, we'll start off with Brad Bagnell. He says, what system do you think Wolves will go with? Free midfield or free up top? And a prediction on where we'll finish and how things generally will go in the league. Uh, we'll talk about that second part a little bit more. But let's say first game against Sheffield United, Matt, what system do you think Wolves will start with? Um, I think it'll be 3-5-2. Yeah, I'd agree. 3-5-2 with Jota up top and Adama at right wing back. Um, but I think I think we'll probably play with a 3-4-3 three, three, three eventually and in terms of predictions I'm going to say 8th at the minute because I'm not I'm not overly optimistic because of the how threadbare the squad is but ask me in a week or two and it might be completely different what do you reckon Finn what are your thoughts yeah I'm sort of that ask me it asked me in a week or two as well but I think with the formation if it's Vinagra and Adama at wing backs, I think you've got to go for the three in midfield, especially, and it'd match up Sheffield United for for that as well. I'd I'd like to see at some point, and and I know I, I talk about it a lot, but that for that second half at Southampton where we went into this guy behind the two strikers where Neto played there, and it was just mm. so refreshing to see. So if we could ever do that, almost a three in midfield, but yeah, as Neto as an advanced midfielder and then two up front, I'd like to see that a bit more because I I don't know why we haven't to be honest because it works so so well. Um, so I'd like to see that a little bit, but if it's Marcel and Adama, do you really want the three midfield? Is it going to be a bit? I think they will start three five two, but as Matt says, I'll sort of evolve into something a bit more attacking eventually once everyone's settled. Because that's something that's also worrying me a bit. That when we've signed new players before, because we've had players in the positions ahead, like Dendonka didn't come in till near Christmas when he signed um, in the summer and, and players like that. like There's no sort of Nuno education time that he likes to give them. So it's, it's kind of worrying me a little bit that they won't have that sort of, they know the system, they know all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm thinking, to be honest, my mind's going anywhere between 6th and 12th. Like, I, I really don't know. Yeah, I think... Well, um... I think we'll go with the three in the midfield just to add that little extra support for, for Adama. I think you've got an extra midfielder that can sort of help back and, and slot into there a little bit more. But obviously with the flexibility of that formation, you know, if we are mm. trailing or still, if Nuno thinks he can push for the win, obviously we've got the ability to, to do so. Um, again, in terms of prediction, I think it'll be a top-half finish for Wolves again. Uh, but I think the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll find out and I think it'll become a bit more clearer where Wolves fans know we'll finish, really. Yeah. Um, Brad Fisher has said, "If it come, if well, if it came down to it, which one of these three would you rather leave? Jimenez, Adama, or Neves? Matt, Adama. I think he's more replaceable, despite yeah. him being probably unique, so which is odd. Mm. But I think yeah. his attributes are more replaceable for a more reasonable price than than Jimenez's goals and Neves's steadiness. So yeah, it'd have to be Adama as much as it'd break my heart." What about you, Finn? What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm the same. There's an argument that he's irreplaceable because there's there's no one like him, really. But I think out of those three, yeah, he, he's replaceable but not replaceable. Like You couldn't get in another Adama, but you could get in a player in that position a lot easier, I think, to fit into the system. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to lose any of them. They'd probably be the three that I'd want to keep out of the whole squad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, probably Adama if I, if I had to. I'd probably agree on that as well. Just in terms of monetary value, I think he's, yeah. he, you know, you get it. Like you say, his pace is not replaceable, but a play, as a player with all the other mental attributes and technical attributes that a player would want, I think that is replaceable. So, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't want to sell him, but, you know, if we had to pick out the three, um, it would probably be uh, that. Um, Rbieto on Twitter says, the previous seasons when we had a black away kit, we have needed the third kit option. Do you think the potential drop in sales due to the majority f negative feedback of the away kit is the reason for announcing a third kit? No, I think it's been in the pipeline for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they agree all the kits by January of the yeah. year. Mm. Um, and obviously, at the time, it was looking pretty likely that Wolves could finish 6th or 7th again. Um, so Europe was always going to be an option. Um, 
so yeah, I think I think that's a main reason really. I think yeah, we could see it. and and in terms of uh, marketing and sales and stuff, well, how many varieties of that home kit did Fosun release or Wolves release at the start of last season? There was like three or four different home kits. So yeah, in yeah. terms of making money and stuff like that, I know some fans don't like it, but uh, I think a third kit we might only wear it two or three times a season. A bit like that limited edition blue kit the year we went up, but. I still see people wearing it. Still does. Still did numbers as well. Um, Cameron Bruce said, "Assuming Vitinha signs, if Jesus Corona is our last signing, would you be happy with the transfer window? And do you feel we could challenge for the top six, Matt?" Not top six, but I think that I'd be happy with the window. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be. I'd be happy with the window. If no one left, then we brought Vitinha and Jesus Corona or someone of that standard. Then yeah, I think the centre arse would have to do until January, but yeah. What do you reckon, Finn? One one more sign in Corona. Would you be happy with that? I think I'd have to be, um, from my personal <laughs> perspective, not just because the Mexican aspects. I think it would just be a lot more fun to watch. Like I, I love players like that. If you had a Dharma and Corona down the same side, so much flair there. But um, yeah, you'd still need other players. But then you the Johnny injury really sort of makes you swap between thought processes in my head like it's up until January we may struggle but then after that have you then got too many players for those positions so I, I think I, I would be happy with that yeah um, a few more step overs if Vinagra doesn't go there's way too many step overs in that team really but I think yeah I, I couldn't complain with that even though we're probably a little bit light still yeah, I think I'd be satisfied with the transfer window and in ranking it against other transfer windows that we've had over the last year or so I think it has been a very fairly solid um, mm. and, and added in positions that we needed really so um, yeah uh, move on to Ben Southall considering what we've already spent on this window do you think Nuno will spend big on a Doherty replacement or settle for less Man. I don't think we'll spend big I, f- I think 20 million tops yeah yeah. whether that be Tavares or Corona someone like that I think it, is it Estevaz the right back yeah, that's it. I keep calling him Tavares. I, I don't know who the hell that is, but it is uh, There is a Tavares, isn't there? Knocking it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, 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 I think he'll it. cost quite a bit of money anyway. So you're probably looking at like mm. 14, 15 million for him, I reckon. So I think I think 20 million tops. Got to uh, go I Corona. Think. You've got to go like It's just. Yeah. I hope he wears number 19. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, twenty million on Corona would get him, even though his release calls you thirty. Porto are skint, so am I. Let's just go and <laughs> let's just go and let's just go and do it. Well, he was banned from having Corona on his back. I've done a lot of research into him. He was banned from having Corona on his back at his first club because um, why? Well, the, he was at Monterey, and the people that owned Monterey were the rival beer company in Mexico to Corona, um, oh, to wow. Tecate. That's how he's got the nickname Tecatito. Because they tried yeah, to get yeah. that into everyone's head, and he was known as like the little beer man. Um, so they, yeah, they, he had to have Jesus, Jesus C, and then they went to Tecatito on the back. So yeah, he's had a, a lot of things on the back. I've read what up is his, he now? his life story. Is it story. Jay Corona now? Is it? All well, yeah. Last Corona. season he had Tecatito sometimes, and then yeah, Porto have let him have Corona. Um, whether we can Gosh. get creative, just took a COVID on the back or something. Yeah, that would be. Imagine that shirt, COVID nineteen. Corona nineteen. That would Corona not <laughs> That would not sell. Oh, the God. Corona nineteen one maybe, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, final one off Twitter. Sideways gamer, your boy Reese, uh, as he's known on Twitter. What do you think will happen when Gibbs White comes back from his loan spell? Yeah, I said, what is your dream starting eleven for Wolves? But we'll I think skip he'll that probably. I don't really know. Clear his locker and go elsewhere. <laughs> if he's all source, all vibes, and no footballing ability, yeah. um, then I don't know. It all depends how he. If he pulls trees up, he'll play for Wolves. But yeah. if he has an average season, then he's he's finished. I think they'll cash in as well. Yeah. Do you reckon, Finn? Do you think? Do you think it's been a bit of a match of the day type hype on Morgan Gibbs? Well, he had a couple of good games last season. Yeah. Gets the big up from Gary Lineker, and now yeah. all of a sudden everyone else thinks he's the next big thing. Yeah, that really didn't help him, that sort of over-hype and literally like 20 minutes and they were saying, is this kid going to be in the England team? And I think as a player you can listen to that and that's affected him. But yeah, if he's grounded now at Swansea, he's, he's sort of got a lot of pressure on him now, which I don't really think he's had at Wolves. He's been, Wolves have really, like, they could have, 
after the whole um, lockdown thing, could have just got rid. But they've shown faith in him, new contract, giving him a really good loan there. So it's now or never. Um, and I've sort of, I do that. back him to do well. <laughs> I do. I think he'll have a good season, but whether it's good enough to warrant a space on the even on the bench next season, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, quickly go over to the last couple of questions over on Instagram now. Isaac Barnsley, he said, "What do we think of the new signings and who do we need? Uh, who do we think still needs to be brought in?" We've answered that one, hopefully, Isaac. Um, mm. And George said, "Do you think Marcel could replace Saiz at left centre back?" Yeah, I think so. I think that he's like probably next in line because I don't think Kilman will be. I think if Sace is mm. suspended, well, when Sace is suspended, yeah, they'll just rotate uh, on the red cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Ryan Robin at that left centre half. <laughs> um, I think, I think, yeah. And if Sace is out of form because he does have a dip, I think he would be the one in there. I did say I tweeted about a week ago. I'm sick of like no more five foot ten centre halves. Talking about Vallejo. And we're going to sign a five foot ten centre half, but I think he's a lot more physical. So yeah, I'd say so. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, uh, big thanks to everyone for the questions. Hopefully, um, we got you got the answers that you would want. Uh, finally, I think we may have done this very quickly, Matt, at the at the end of the last podcast. But let's have our pre-season predictions for where Wars will finish at the end of the season. So Finn, we'll start off with you. Where do you reckon? Ah. Uh... I'm going to Between be positive. Between 6th and 12th is not an answer. No, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's basically nearly third of the table. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go positive. Three sevenths in a row, top is that 20. boring? I'll go 6th. No. I'll go 6th. I'll go top of my uh, thing, Ooh, just to, just to bring on. it up a little bit. I'd, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'll go just to, to balance it out a little bit with a bit of positive. Corona's in, and uh, yeah, 6th. That's what I'm going to say. Matt, what do you reckon? I reckon 15th. <laughs> There's a yin and a yang there. There we go. <laughs> As it stands, eighth. But again, mm-hmm. ask me in a week, and it'll probably be two weeks. Probably be different. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to say eighth, and I'm going to say quarterfinals in both competitions. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say top twenty. Uh, I think that's a fair show. Probably show. a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to sit in between you two. I'm going to sit on the fence at seventh. Um, to be fair, if we got promoted and said, right, you're going to get three seventh places in a row, mm. I think you would take it, and that's what I'm going to take. progression, though, is it? Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> it's not, though, is it? It's, it's standing still when you stand still. It was a point that. progression last season, but yeah, we were yeah. very unlucky there. Yeah, but then we missed out on Europe, so what, what does yeah. that matter? Arsenal. Yeah. Arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> Our souls. Um... Yeah, but thanks a lot for listening, guys. That is the uh, Talking Walls pre-season and uh, yeah, pre-season preview podcast. Uh, hopefully, you guys did enjoy it. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and like uh, the video. Uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review. And obviously, uh, hopefully, the podcast issue is sorted on a couple of the podcast apps. Last time, it took a little while to to push through. But yeah, Spotify and wherever else you're listening to as well, we do appreciate it. Uh, be sure to be following us on, on uh, over all on. Oh, I'll get my words out. Be sure to be following and liking us on all of our social media pages at Talking Walls everywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, but Matt, before we finish, where can people find you if they wish to? M. Cooper writes, writes as in written on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Finn, what about you? And uh, Finn is as you wouldn't spell it, F-I-N-E-R-R-Z. <laughs> Brilliant. And you can find me at Dave as a party on Twitter as well. Thanks a lot, guys. Hopefully, Wolves kick off the season with a win against Sheffield United. But we'll be back in a few weeks' time to review and chat about how Wolves have started off the campaign. Until next time, we'll see you all very, very soon.